You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Hey, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator. DeAndre, we've got Bill Goldberg on the line again. We're just coming back from SEMA. Lots to talk about, fun stuff. But before we get started, let me tell you about Dodge. Hurry in to find great deals at the Dodge Black Friday sales event. And uh, Zybar, CarCast is brought to you by Zybar for better engine performance, horsepower, fuel economy, and lower underhood temperatures. Zybar is an ultra-thin coating that reduces radiant heat by 90%. Put Zybar on, take heat off, visit Zycoat.com, and of course, Continental Belts. To get the full story, visit OETechnologySeries.com. All right, Bill, how you doing? Uh, I'm still a little hazy from Vegas and SEMA, (laughs) but, you know, that's just what happens when you get old. (laughs) Well, it was a good event, and uh, uh, first of all, thanks to to Magnaflow for having us both out there. They had you in their booth. They they hosted my other podcast, Shift and Steer, with Brad Fanshawe and Aaron Hagar. Oh, man, we did some great live shows out there. We're going to be releasing those over the next few weeks. Uh, Jimmy Shine was on the show. Bodie Stroud was on the show. uh, Jesse James was on the show, and you won't want to miss that because a little insider peek is uh, Brad Fanshawe used to be the president of Boyd Coddington Hot Rods, and uh, and he used to kind of run the, the thing over there uh, with Boyd. And Jesse James was a young fabricator, like a 24-year-old fabricator, and at the time— Chip Foose was a young designer there as well. They all kind of got their start working for Brad. So, of course, we did a podcast with Brad and Jesse and the guys. And uh, and Jesse just felt like reminiscing. And, man, did he tell stories that I'm sure nobody nobody wants to uh, – uh, some of the guys today don't want to hear about. I mean, uh, nothing bad, but definitely uh, a, a different Chip Foose we know today. <laughs> Uh, At one point, they got in a little scuffle, and Jesse throws Chip against the wall and goes, Stay out of my face, art boy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that that sounds uh, par for the course. (laughs) So uh, we're going to be releasing those shows over the next few weeks at shiftandsteer.com, so tune into that. Um, Man, uh, I would tell you that that SEMA was – SEMA was a fantastic show. Um, I, it, it seemed bigger and better than ever. Uh, I don't have the numbers on it. I was told last year was about 170,000 people. They said this year closer to 200,000 people. It took up the entire convention center. It took the parking lots. It took uh, the, the Westgate Hotel next door. There's over a million square feet under roof. Uh, it's just a, an incredible event. Um, I... Uh, if you guys didn't hear some of the interviews that we did, uh, Chris came out for a few days. We ran around booth to booth, and uh, we, you know, we met with about 10 or so, 10 or 11 different companies. We spoke to Holly and Comp Cams and Hotchkiss and, and uh, 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 Dynavin and some really, really cool stuff there. And uh, as much as we love all the cars and all the cars that debut, I still love the parts, right? SEMA's still about the parts. And, uh, uh, you know, there's go back to the last couple of uh, episodes we did on CarCast uh, last week. You'll you'll hear all about those things. I would say sort of 
the overall theme is just how computers are taking a role in things. You can, can you can use your iPhone to control your transmission shift points and shift firmness, and you can control your suspension and and just really cool stuff that uh, it, that I love to see. That you know, in a world where uh, you know emissions and MPGs are becoming more and more of an issue with the big. Uh, uh, car manufacturers, the the aftermarket still continues to innovate, which just the coolest stuff out there. Um, anyway, that all being said, uh, uh, Goldberg, buddy, how was SEMA for you? Well, you know, it's a, and dude, it's always a whirlwind. Um, I spent, uh, you know, I get in late Wednesday or early Wednesday, and I spent, I don't know, forty five minutes there uh, Wednesday. Didn't have much time. Thursday was my commitment, uh, you know, two to four o'clock. And unfortunately, man, I, I got to tell you, I, I didn't see but about a hundredth of the SEMA floor. Yeah, um, it's just it's it's really tough to it's tough to go there on a business acumen and then also try to get your own personal selfish stuff done. And I was not able to do any personal selfish stuff, so it kind of sucked. But you know, um, for what I I didn't even get over to Dodge. I didn't even get over to see the elephant. So yeah. that in itself should uh, explain to people how how tough it was, number one, to get around. But number two, just, you know, time constraints are pretty brutal. So um, I- I'm going to wear a Halloween costume next year, and <laughs> I'm just going to walk around and have a little bit of fun, I think. I, I-, I'm- I, don't- I don't know how to capitalize on it. I'm still trying after, what, 15 years? Yeah, it's kind of a tough thing. Like, I was out pretty much there all week, and the one things I really wanted to do I didn't get a chance to do was go to the new products hall and just kind of go through and, and shoot photos of a bunch of new products other than the stuff we did for the podcast. Still didn't have time to do it. However, I did get over to the Dodge booth, and um, you're right. A lot of it is just going down and, and getting content for the shows, but and then, you know, meeting with advertisers and some of the companies that you don't normally get to meet with because, you know, they're 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 on the East Coast or in the South someplace and, you, you, you know, you don't get much FaceTime with them. So you try to get as many meetings in as possible. I did get over to Dodge. They had a fantastic display, um, a suite of crate engines. Of course, the big thousand horsepower crate engine seems amazing. And then they had a the Dodge Charger with that was built, um, I guess, all carbon fiber with that engine in it. I'll tell you, that thing's pretty badass. You know, you know. Well, I'm, I'm going to have to take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that I really wanted to see, and, you know, and let's, let's, a side note here, don't you think it's ironic that it's a wide-body charger? Isn't that, don't you think that's uh I, I don't oh, know. I, I see what you're saying. Sort of towards the wide body. But you're you're <laughs> saying maybe a little foreshadowing with with they're, maybe, they're dropping hints, man. Yeah, you know? come on. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe a new wide body uh, uh, a charger in the works. And uh, I've only been begging that on this for. I've only been begging for that on this show for a year, almost. Uh, right, as long as we've been on. Yeah, since since March, which is. But I mean, you kind of got your charger finally dialed in. You know, you got you know. Your your charger is no kind of your thing. your yeah. No but you, it's You're been, always in the search for more power. <laughs> of of nope. course it is. Well, I I did make it out front to the uh, to the Ford um, drifting pad out there, and Magnaflow had their outdoor booth, and we saw your car. And uh, you know we've been talking about for a while. You know the KW shocks, the coilovers, the big bare brakes, and the whole thing. And wow, it, it looked fantastic. 
Oh, you know what, man? I, I greatly appreciate it. And um, I, I think it did also. You know, that car has had a number of iterations over its lifetime without it actually tra- transforming. So, like, yeah. the... The the it, it's a palette, right? It, and and I'm 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 painting it, and it's kind of changing as it's going. So the plan of yesterday is not the plan of today. Um, and as we speak, my car is in probably Mooresville, North Carolina, right now, um, with one of the old Hendrick Motorsports boys, and uh, it's it's going to take on a full race car life now. Um, uh, you got a chance to go over and look at that elephant, and yeah, um, I, we have a proposal together right now to FCA about slapping that elephant in Goldberg's race car. So, um, you know, I I figure if you're going to do something, you might as well go all the way with it, and uh, that's that's where we are right now, man. So uh, we'll get a wide body transformation done in, in North Carolina soon and weight reduction and um, additional suspension work and uh, some arrow work from the boys who know arrow the best. And uh, man, I'm going to have to keep checking in with this and podcast to podcast. It's going to take on a, a, a different turn from week to week. Yeah. Well, it's going to be uh, uh you know, like you said, it's never ending. It's a never ending project. I mean, that's why we got to, that's why we, we get to come here and do this show so we can talk about this stuff kind of ongoing again and again and again. Um, uh, it, it definitely some fun stuff for sure. I'm trying to think of some other cool stuff. Um, oh, how about, um, how about the Ring Brothers $225,000 71 Blazer? You know, I didn't get a chance to see it in person, I don't think, but it looked amazing. Uh thank goodness for social media, right? Um they're kind Man, of yeah, you 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 are able to get around there and post some beautiful photos of some beautiful rides and, and uh and parts and you know, I, I have to learn from I have to get my visual from, from Instagram, unfortunately. But yeah, there was some unbelievable stuff going on. The detail from the Ring Brothers, I mean, you know, you had them on last year, and uh, their work speaks for itself. But my God, I have never seen a cleaner blazer in my entire life. And now I'm uh, sending a uh, flatbed to Hobbs, New Mexico, to pick up my '69. And now I don't know. I may be sending it up to to, to the Ring Brothers. You never know. Yeah, you know. And I'll tell you, um, we got a chance to catch up with our buddy Bodie Stroud. You know, he's done a bunch of work for us over the years. Um, he's not that far from us here, and you know his his new project is uh his uh his chassis his full chassis he makes them for and I, I i hopefully i'm not getting this wrong he makes them for early broncos he makes them for early mustangs um and tri5 chevys uh he can configure pretty much any suspension that you want uh, triangulated four link five links you know what like whatever you need on there irs like you can do whatever you want but this is just uh and you can get a full rolling chassis. You can get it with the brakes and the suspension and, and the, you know, uh, you want airbags, you want coilovers, pretty much anything you want. And what a great way to, to take uh, some of these old projects and jumpstart the project by making it strong and, and handle well. And uh, especially one of those Mustangs, man, he, he brought out um, one of the, the race cars that he built for a client that uses his, 
his chassis underneath, and they went out and tested it and did a bunch of track days and stuff and rented, you know, Button Willow or something for for a weekend, and uh, uh, that thing performed. And it's it's cool to see that we can do that now. Like, you could you can take a 65 Mustang, a unibody car or something like that, or a 69 Mustang, whatever you want, and just bolt the whole chassis underneath the thing, and now just the body is sitting on this thing and there's no, not a lot of stress and load on that body anymore. It's all done in, in a full frame chassis. So really it's cool also, stuff. It's also cool to see his rise throughout the automotive world. You know, I remember back in uh, yesteryear when I was doing garage Mahal and yeah. Bud Brutzman would bring him on board to do some stuff. And man, his, his rise has been nothing but spectacular and it couldn't happen to a better guy. And his, his uh, his quality is uh, is second to none, man. It's and he's a great dude. Like I said, yeah, at the he end is. Of the day, there you go. He's a he's a he's a he's a car guy, man. So it's it's cool to see the the badass products he's coming we, out with. On uh, on shift and steer, we got to reminisce a bit because uh, he came on the show when we had Jesse James on the show, and uh, Bodie Stroud used to own like a sanitation business. He owned like a Porta John <laughs> business. And he got into this whole car thing because he was invited. He was a fabricator, but he owned this Portageon business. And there was an episode of Monster Garage where they had to do something with some Portageons, and they brought him in. And uh, and he met Jesse, and they they kind of hit it off. And he did. He ended up coming back and do a couple episodes, I believe. And that was the influence to be like, get out of the you know, get out of the crapper business and get into the hot rod business. And uh, and that's it. And here we are, like years later, almost ten years later. Bodie's like, I'm here because of you, man. Like you told me to go weld and build cars, and I've been doing it ever since. And uh, so it was nice for those guys to catch up as well. But it, it's weird how how it's such a big industry, but but a small community, right? It's it's just. Uh, to say that even you worked with with Bodie on Garage Mahal and Jesse did and uh, and and pretty pretty neat stuff. So, um, and yeah. that's a, that's another cool caveat of SEMA is not only do you get to year you know once a year get to see the coolest baddest shit on the market automotive wise, um, you get to it's like a reunion with all your click. You know, it's a like you said, it's a small. It's a big community, but it's a small community. And uh, going to SEMA and seeing a lot, a lot of these people that I haven't seen in a long time, it's a, it's a, it's a cool gathering. Yeah. Um, I would say that, uh, you know, we'll get into more stuff, uh, some of the cars and stuff we saw, um, you know, this week again when, when we do the show with, with Adam as well. But uh, I, I want to get uh, our buddy John Urist on the phone. He owns Helion Power Systems. Um, Chris will go in and ring him up, and I'll tell you guys a little bit about Zybar. Zybar is a revolutionary new product that our CarCast team here is excited about. Actually, Bill, I got a box in the other room of some Zybar product. If you get a chance, you can apply it to some of these, uh, some of the exhaust pipes, things like that, what you want to do. This is an ultra-thin coating for manifolds, headers, turbos, tailpipes, mufflers, and tips. It's only one-thousandth of an inch thickness. It reduces radiant heat by up to 90%. It's the first DIY thermal coating of its kind. It's non-corrosive and doesn't break down, even in 2,000-degree environments. It makes wraps, shields, and expensive ceramic coating obsolete. This is the evolution of 
of heat protection. We had wraps. We had ceramic coating. Now this is a polymer-based spray that you can put on. It's really awesome. It comes in four awesome colors, bronze, midnight black, cast silver, and Porsche gray. That will make your engine a showpiece for sure. It's available for purchase at Zycoat.com and many auto parts retail locations. Put Zybar on. Take heat off. Again, at Zycoat.com, Z-Y-C-O-A-T.com. You're going to love this stuff. Now, it doesn't come in a rattle can. We had the guys on. It doesn't come in a rattle can because the 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 accelerant, the, the, the chemical that makes the, the spray come out of a rattle can, rattle can actually damages, you know, the quality of this. So it has to be done in a, in a spray gun. So you, you would like you like uh, media blast your your metal pieces or whatever, and then you can you spray this stuff on. And and man, I went to their booth at SEMA, and they had like a, a, a twin turbo uh, a Camaro in there, and all the piping was done in sort of a bronze color. It was fantastic. What it the coating is gorgeous. It's almost like a wrinkle powder coat. Coat very very fine though, like just a slight textured powder coat that uh, is all over that that stuff. So guys, check that out. And uh, all right, uh, Chris, we got uh, – Yeah, so what you want to do is go to the top row, yep. press 4, yep, and then press 5. Press 4, then press 5. Hello? All right, so we Hello. got we got both guys on the phone? We got right, – jo- All right, we got Bill Goldberg on the phone. We got John Urist on the phone. Um, uh, John Urist uh, runs, owns – uh, Helion Power Systems, right? Is it Helion Turbo? Helion Power Systems? It's it's <clears throat> it's uh, a little bit a little bit of both. Helion Power, Helion Inc., Helion Power Systems, Helion Turbo. We uh, you know we we, we make them all go fast. <laughs> so here's a little backstory on this: is um, John is a is kind of an old school Mustang drag racing guy. At least that's how I know his name. And uh, and he did it with turbo power and then started developing his own kits and really sort of mastered it. Just done so much testing, so much racing. Uh, he makes his wife drive turbo cars all the time. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, our good friend Evan Smith um, uh, from Muscle Mustangs and Fast Forge magazine, I was texting him and I was like, I was just heading out to SEMA with like a day in advance and I said – I want to meet John. Do you know him? Evan's like, hell yeah, I do. And I was like, great. Give me his number. <laughs> and I think I just sort of cold called you, like texted you like, hey, this is Matt for CarCast. If you're going to SEMA, let's meet up because it's been years of following what you do. Never had a chance to meet in person. And uh, and uh, you know, we've been dating passionately for the last week. So it's uh, boys. It's a it. it's a magical moment. So, um, and then what I found out was is in talking with John that you guys had a run in, Bill and John. You guys had a run in somehow, right? Flex Flex Wheeler, man. Yeah, that's what SEMA is all about. You know, I mean, Flex and I've been friends for a very long time, and Flex introduced me to John, and here we are. And and so how'd that go? What's Flex Wheeler? Flex Wheeler, you guys know, he's a professional bodybuilder. He's a, he's a great, great guy. Um, and huge. Car guy, car guy. Car he's guy. A, he's a big bodybuilder, and he's very successful at what he did. But at the end of the day, twice today, um, uh, he's a car guy, just like us. Which I didn't know that about him, which I think is fantastic. Um, so what's going on? John, are you working on a project with Flex? 
Yeah, so Flex Flex has his charger, and uh, it's a I believe it's a 2007 charger that he's had, and basically, like all of us, he's he's all in uh, as far as modifications and uh, the passion for everything. So this car, um, he was one of my original uh, actual customers with our uh, twin turbo Hemi system for that vehicle for the LX platform, and. Uh, he may a bit, you know, had a built engine and all the fuel system and everything he needed to do. And the, it's been set at like 870 horsepower for the better part of 10 years of use and abuse. Wow. <laughs> I'm sure as he would say. And I can um, attest to that. He will drive his cars. There's no trailer queens and flexes. So. Nice. No, he, he told me, he said, listen, you know, is it okay for the street? And I mean, everything that we do is, is you know, we test it, and, and obviously that's the goal to be able to do that. And he has been the ultimate test. And so, I don't know how far uh, he drove the, that day. He, he left here and drove, he drove a thousand miles. I thought he was going to drive to a trailer and take it home. He drove home <laughs> uh, from Albuquerque. Yeah, I mean, he told me, he said, no, I'm driving. I said, okay, well, that's, you know, that's the best ultimate test. Um, I mean, you pop the hood on this thing. It, it's, it's had miles on it, dirt, grind, and, uh, you know, still 800 horse at the, at, you know, all the time. And so the, uh, the, the next incarnation of this vehicle, um, we're developing a new system. You know, the engines are become with the, with the Hellcat, uh, and then the Demon engines, you know, the whole, the whole platform with the uh, built short block from the factory we can just make more power. So we felt we needed to update the system at the same time. So for those looking for more than 800 and a thousand, which has become commonplace now, uh, we redesigned the system to be capable of really over 2000, um, with the proper turbo size. But the beauty of this is we can set it anywhere. So who better than to test it than flex, (laughs) right? So how do, how do you end up with 2,000 horsepower and make it drivable and not a lot of turbo lag? It sounds like you got to do a bigger turbo. I mean, is, this, is it more of a top-end car now? Is it more of a drag racing car, or can you drive 2,000 horsepower on the street? So, so really, over 20 years, we, we've all been spoiled. And what's happened with turbo technology is the efficiency of the turbo, the weight of the rotating mass inside, has just been refined and refined and refined. And the, the term turbo lag, I mean, really, that's an old Volkswagen 90-horse diesel you know, story anymore. Yeah. I mean, we're starting with these four and 500-horse engines that have so much airflow that as long as it's properly sized, um, we don't say lag. We say, like, you know, the time until full power <laughs> um, and, uh, because it makes so much in the middle. So we're able to, I mean, make these outrageous numbers. Um, to give you an example, my, and this is a Mustang, so I'm switching back, but we have a uh, 2015 Mustang that my wife races, her car, and it's kind of our test bed for the extreme, uh, you know, the extreme situation. Um, it makes over 1,700 horse, and that's with a 300 cubic inch engine. That's with the Coyote. Uh, uh, we're not talking about a 420 inch Hemi. We're yeah. talking about a, a, you know, a smaller engine, so you can only imagine we increase displacement in the the world is our oyster. <laughs> yeah. Now that motor, do you, do you use just like an illuminator motor or do you custom build that motor to make? We custom build it. We, we take, um, we've done a few, we, we've done all, all kinds of different uh, versions, but the stock block is quite amazing, but we sleeve it. 
uh, MMR Racing California has a great uh, line of products to strengthen everything. But it's a, basically a stock head, stock block, you know, casting from Ford. Um, and then with the sufficiency from the turbo and the technology with the computers to where they have the knock, these knock sensors can get us right within a degree of timing. Um, we can run these things to the edge of their life uh, without injuring them. This is the best way I can say. And so with that, all, all put together and then the use of, let's say, like a, you know, for a street fuel for big power, like an E85 and um, all the technology from the fuel companies, we're just able to do these amazing things. So I wouldn't say it has lag, but it's, you know, to get to, it's funny if you look at a curve and you see a curve start at, let's say, 500 horse and it ends at 1700, it looks like there's lag. But there's really not lag to seventeen hundred because somewhere in the middle there you're at a thousand. Yeah, but you started at five hundred. Uh, like there's no lag. If you're starting at five hundred horsepower, you're already going like a bat out of hell. Like it's it's already making more power than most cars do. Um, you mentioned uh, the Dodge project. You mentioned the wife's Mustang. What are some of the uh, the kits that you guys make? What are some of the the vehicles make models that you guys have if people are searching. Basically, what uh, sell me on which which package we're going to do on my Hellcat? Yeah, let's let's talk about Dodge that's and then the, give us the lineup. on the Dodge platform, the the new system has the we've used a new design precision turbo with a V band inlet, so. Um, there's different, as we're trying to get more and more efficient, when we go with like a V-band, so you have like a round pipe coming off, we're going into the turbo with a round port. And so it, uh, it allows us to just, you know, get them, you know, make the turbo larger, but keep that throttle response. And so I would say for any Hellcat Demon project, definitely the new system piping size, everything is, is, is large enough to, to set the levels wherever we want to go. We want to turn it up or turn it down. It can it can uh, meet the need, so to speak. And then, and how do you go about doing that? Do you put something in the cockpit of the car where 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 Bill can turn it, turn power up or down, or yes, you do. Oh yes. So the the uh, the we use a Turbo Smart eBoost Two Boost controller on our build, our street build, and these things about the size of a boost gauge, and. The beauty of turbocharging is that all of the boost is controlled, obviously, by our wastegate. And if, for those that don't know, it's a valve with a spring and a diaphragm. And the more we shut it, the more, the more exhaust energy goes to the turbo, the more boost we make. And let's say if, if the system is designed correctly, and this is the key, we can turn this thing all the way down to where the turbos really aren't doing anything. What I like to call valet mode. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, which, Sometimes which, there's folks that may not, if they lend the vehicle out, they don't want someone to have everything. You can reach in, put it on setting, let's say, one, which is set at two pounds of boost. Inside the car, you get it back. You reach over a few touches of the button. This thing goes to setting two, three, four, five, and we can set that all the way up. And, you know, a 2,000-horse setting on an engine like that is probably going to be uh, 25 to 30 pounds of boost. So and, and we have that, control from... The, from the low side to the high side and everywhere in between. And the fuel system can compensate that much of a range? It can. So we we obviously will need to size the system for the upper echelon of what we want to do. But the these the fuel injector technology, you know, I, I, you know your, your guys' show touches on so much 
amazing stuff these days, but not uh, the, the fuel injectors and the companies working at making them precise and flow, you know, and be able to be controlled at low duty cycles and high allow us to touch this whole range. And that just wasn't true 15 years ago. Yeah. Being able to adjust that kind of power is good. It doesn't rain out here much, but Bill does have a knack for taking a Hellcat out in the rain. Unfortunately, yeah, those two days out of the year, I, I got to drive. With the, with the cheater slicks on there as well. <laughs> yep. yep. Well, you know, they never said I was the smartest guy. That was, that was a fun day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, I, I, I truly want to relive it never again. Okay, so, <laughs> uh, so John, you got some Dodge kits, you got some Ford kits, some Mustang kits, you've got uh, F-150 kits that we took a look at at SEMA. You're in the Ford booth with one of your trucks, the Hot Wheels truck, right? I think was uh, had uh, your your kit on it. What else? What else do you make kits for? So to touch on all the American Muscle, we have um, our uh, bow tie kit. So we have Camaro Systems, and we just released a new. Um, C7 Corvette system. The so from the 2010 Camaro up, we have a Gen 5 and a Gen 6 system. I, w- I want to tell you real quick some exciting stuff that happened with our Gen 6 Camaro. So that vehicle, the LT engine now has the direct injection wholeheartedly. So uh, we have a customer that took a built uh, Gen 6 with factory injectors, factory fuel pump on 93 octane and they made a thousand and forty horsepower to the tire. Wow. Um, that capability is from the direct injection, uh, being so accurate in cooling the charge. Um, and it's, that's the highest amount of pump gas. So there's different levels of what we expect and what we want to do. And as enthusiasts, we kind of dabble in all of them. So kind of exciting stuff, uh, for a pump gas setup. Cause that's a great car. Um, that, uh, you know, if someone decides to go down that road, we can make some great power. Because I think like all of us, I mean, I, 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 you'd like, uh, you know, he's a Mustang guy or he's a Dodge guy. You know, we're really just car guys and never, they've given us these great cars. Let's just play with them all and push them to the limit. Yeah. So, uh, so you, you've, got, uh, you've got the Chevy lineup. You've got Fords, cars and trucks, the Mustangs and the trucks. And you've got the Dodge uh, pretty much uh, anything with a Hemi, right? <laughs> You do Dodge trucks? Anything with a Hemi? Yeah. Well, the the we're, we're looking at the truck, but the beauty of the uh, the Dodge platform, the LX platform, is that uh, uh, they're all the same. Charger, Challenger, Magnum, and three hundred share the same systems with us. And then you, you, we were talking a minute ago about doing Hellcats with two thousand horsepower. Is that? Can you do it on pump gas? What's the pump gas max? And then maybe there's like an E eighty five version or whatever. But what's the pump gas so, max? Yeah, I mean, and you get different dynos from all across the country. We try to take the most average number. Uh, most guys dyno, let's say on a dyno jet, we try to, to simplify everything. We've seen 800 to 1,000 on pump gas. Um, the, the the fuel quality all over the country differs so much. I'm sure you can, you know, you can imagine we're pulling, in the, we're pulling into this station or that station, and we're not really sure what we're getting. So, um you know, cars with, with uh, knock sensors and feedback can adjust for that, and some cannot, so we have to kind of tune on the shiny side. Um, there's a lot of supplementals that can go with, let's say, let's say a 91 octane, mm-hmm. uh, which is probably the most prevalent. Um, we can use a methanol injection system uh, to cool the charge and start making into those higher numbers. Uh, we can do an octane booster. The octane booster 
of today is much better than it used to be. And we've seen some amazing results from that, you know, just a, just a little bit. And I, the amount we have invested in these things, you know, what the hell's a, uh, a case of it in the trunk to throw in every time you gas up. So we can get the most out of what we have under the hood. Um, and then there's the E85 situation where that is at the pump in some places, and the E85 is the sky's the limit. So um, with all those choices, and then some guys will actually run a race gas. They'll keep drums of race gas, um, you know, depending on how much they drive. But uh, they're all options, and uh, they all go fast. Yeah, I imagine there's, you know, depending on how much you drive the cars, you could, you know, you could order up some some five-gallon jugs of VP racing fuel, and if you've got a 15-gallon tank, put five gallons of, of the good stuff in there and then top it off with 10 gallons. I'm sure that's got to help at some point. I'm not exactly sure where it goes, but you're right in that uh, the, the cars, the computers are so sophisticated that it can kind of figure it out. You know, it'll kind of give you the most power that'll do. And if you get a crappy tank of gas someplace like we do out here in California, especially at some inferior gas stations, you know, it, it'll have to pull the timing out and reduce the power, you know, and we've we've seen it on, on stock cars. I was talking to guys, uh, one of the manufacturers, like, yeah, you you know, our cars are sophisticated, but also gas is so shitty that you'll fill it up. And, you know, on a 480 horsepower car, you could lose 40 horsepower at the crank just from a bad tank of gas. But the engine figures it out and does it on the fly, which we weren't able to do in our Fox Body Mustangs because we didn't have that kind of control over it. Um, no, no, <laughs> no control. <laughs> no, none at all. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys real quick about uh, Continental Belts, and then I've got a couple of questions about the types of kits that you have over there. Uh, but first, if you think of all the weird things that you find in cars, and I'm not talking about garden variety French fries and melted crayons. I'm talking about live snakes, bizarre trinkets, the kind of stuff that makes you just wonder about folks. Well, another thing that'll make you wonder, but in a good way, are Continental Belts. I bet you didn't know that they're OE in tens of millions of Chrysler, Dodge, Ford, and GM vehicles that roll off the assembly line. They're also OE on a majority of BMWs and VWs. Now, Continental is launching the aftermarket multi-V belt with the OE pedigree. It's their OE technology series. These belts are fanatically engineered for perfect fit, form, and function. And Continental has an OE technology series multi-V belt for 98% of the vehicles on the road in the U.S. and Canada. So listen, you get enough surprises... Working on your cars and trucks already, a belt shouldn't be one of them. Go with the Continental OE Technology Series Multi-V Belt, the belt with the OE pedigree. To get the full story, visit OETechnologySeries.com. Okay, so, uh, John, we had a nice talk about two styles of turbo kits that you've developed. And I don't know if it's available for all the cars. Maybe uh, uh, Goldberg would be interested to hear about this as well. But you have the uh, open the hood, show me the two turbos, looks badass, uh, pound your chest, rah, rah, rah. And then you have completely hidden in stealth. You can't tell anything, right? So Correct. And what what applications do you have the two kits for? So the, the street sleeper system, which, so uh, I'll, I'll back up. I'll give you a, a, a small history. So 10 years ago, a little over 10 years ago, uh, we built a twin turbo system for the GT500, and it was compounded. Right. So uh, the turbos went we into the, the supercharger. supercharger. Yeah. Okay. Now, and, now and to, so just to back up. Mounted, I'm sorry. Just to back up a second. So c- compounds, uh, 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 
booster overview, compound supercharging. The turbos run off the exhaust. They blow into the supercharger, and it makes the supercharger so much more efficient because the supercharger doesn't have as much load on it now, right? So it, now we're just boosting and boosting one on top of the other. That's that's what he's talking about, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. So basically you have two power headers uh, under the hood, and uh, some wanted it just for effect, and others wanted it uh, for what it, you know, what it can bring where you have that the instant, instant hit of the supercharger, and then the turbos will, are still there feeding it. And in order to design that, we had to mount the turbos in a hidden location. And so uh, it wasn't as visible. Well, as time passed, uh, we were getting requests from customers wanting to see the turbos. So we switched kind of our, uh, our design to vi- a visual aspect. Well, as everything in life, it all comes back at you. And so now hidden is in. Yeah. So we decided to make both. Uh, sometimes it's not always, uh, you know, feasible to do both at the same time. So we, we now have the hidden systems and we call them the street sleepers. And I sat there and I said, well, if we're going to have these things hidden, let's make them hidden. That's it. Go all so in. Everything is kept. <laughs> yeah. Go all in. We were talking about your Mustang kit and that, you know, you picture the Mustang coyote engine, throttle body front and center, kind of goes, you know, L shaped to the air box. You have your your turbo piping going through the airbox. You gut out the airbox. You go through that airbox so it looks stock and then into the engine. So the turbos are down low and hidden. And then uh, uh, and then the piping, it, it's not even like a pipe going up to the throttle body. It looks like it's right through the airbox. Is that right? Correct. Correct. It's it's totally unassuming and keeps that, that stock look. And a lot of it, uh, some of the newer guys want to you know pop, uh, pop the – if they're at the drag, let's say there's a drag strip. Uh, they'll pop the hood and say, oh, this is just a stock Mustang. I don't know, it'll run. But it yeah. could easily be a 1,200-horse uh, setup. Right, until you the hear the turbos. Going on right now. Yeah, you hear that. You hear the blow-off valve. You hear the turbos going. You're like, it's not stock. It's No, it's a good try. But yeah. Yeah. Um, We're hoping that they find out a little too late. <laughs> so the street sleeper systems are available for what vehicles? So the sleeper is anything that's low-mounted. So all of the Dodge Hemi. Uh, the Mustang, uh, the new F-150 system is, um, the other reason we go with a, uh, what I'll call a hidden mount. So there's another reason for, um, our, our, uh, work that we're doing with SEMA Garage for carb legality. Uh, it keeps the turbo and the cats closed, uh, for cat light off and emissions reasons. So it's kind of a win-win all the way around. We try to, uh, you know, to have some fun with it as well. So you're trying to get an OE certification or, or uh, the uh, uh, the I'm sorry the EO certification so you can make these 50 state legal. Correct. Right. Correct. Which is which really is just about fees and licensing at this point. Like if you know it's going to blow clean and it works, then that's the you know that's most of it. Now you got to pay for the testing and the certification, but you know that's going to work. Right. Like we've been we've been working through it and we've been spending a lot of time. What's funny about all these vehicles is that uh, uh, a lot of times our kits will actually increase gas mileage by up to four miles a gallon um, just because the efficiency is there and it's just a better way of doing, uh, you know, making power down low, just normal driving. So it's kind of a win-win all the way around. Right, if you can keep your foot out of it. If you can keep your foot out of it. Yeah, which I'm not sure Bill's capable of doing. Oh, 
game well, you know. But <laughs> what's the fun? What's the fun of that, right? Bill, if, if we this, what's the beauty of this is if it rains, we put it on zero. Yeah. And then when it, when the weather's good, and then we've got some good fuel, we put it on. You know, we can step it all the way up. Yeah. Well, speaking of weather, speaking of of rain, I'm going to tell you something about Dodge. If you can you can join the Brotherhood of Muscle and give winter the cold shoulder. With Dodge's all-wheel drive vehicles, you can joyride like it's summer in the dead of winter. Visit your local Dodge dealer now for a great deal at the Dodge Black Friday sales event. Maybe that's what we need to step into, Bill, is some uh, all-wheel drive demons. Uh, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm i having fun with my two-wheel drive right now. Uh, yeah, I, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I got enough problems. Leave me alone. <laughs> the problem is, is is if they keep releasing all of these different versions of the cars, you, you, you keep you keep spending uh, a ton on it. Um, John, well, thank you so much. We're about to wrap up. Um, you're welcome to stay on the line because we're going to be a few minutes. I just want to uh, uh, I just want to tell you guys about um, – about this uh, great Dodge commercial, you heard uh, Goldberg was teasing it um, the past couple of weeks on our show. It's on, it's up there now. It's up on uh, on YouTube. We've posted it all over uh, our Carcast social media. It's on Goldberg social media. Um, but uh, those of you who haven't seen it yet, uh, Bill, tell us a little bit about it. No, it was hard to keep that one under wraps. <laughs> uh, it, as a car guy, uh, it was exciting. Go out on a Dodge commercial. Uh, it, hey, man, it was a bucket list thing. It was really cool. Um, they just showed one version up on YouTube. Hopefully, the commercial will be coming out on national television here soon. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that the first one that they showed didn't have Christy in it because uh, there's a shot that she made me get out of the driver's seat, for God's sakes. And Santa Claus would only do that for Mrs. Claus. So I wasn't <laughs> emasculated on the first. The first commercial seen by the public, but I will be on the next, I would imagine. But, you know, hey, um, it only takes a, about a half million dollar investment to do a commercial for Dodge. I mean, <laughs> I've got every one of their freaking cars that might as well put me on the commercial, for God's sake. <laughs> right. It was, uh, I was talking to the God Dodge guys as well, and I was like, hey, the commercial looks great. Thanks for putting Bill in the commercial. I think he just took that paycheck and bought a red eye, and uh, now he's waiting for, for the next thing. And, and uh the the crate oh, yeah, engine I just, and all I did was I signed the check and I handed it right back to them so yeah hopefully my red eye will be here soon and yeah last then, week you, you know, called what, us what we talked about which was which is great as a car guy but it's also sucks right when you order the new hot and heavy product that they have out right before you take delivery of it boom they shoot another one out so the elephant's out there now so, yeah the crate yeah. engine so um, maybe there's a uh, another commercial. <laughs> in in the works for you, so you can get the crate engine as well. But uh, well, I'm hearing rumor that that thing is going to be at the LA Auto Show. So hey, oh yeah, my, well, that'll be fantastic. I think, I think there it is. Uh, John, you got to get your hands on this thousand horsepower um, uh, elephant crate engine. Um, I think you're gonna I think you're gonna dig it. Um, we can, we can't wait. We can't wait. That's that's uh, you know that's the drive. This is to to take these things and. Uh, you know, the factory's been working hard and the engineers and all the technology, and we try to, you know, add, you know, put in what we do and then uh, take it to the strip and see what we can get out of them. Um, John, where, where are you? Lo- how far are you from Hobbs, New Mexico? From Hobbs, we're only, uh, I think, only about two and a half hours. Nice. I'm, uh, uh, yeah, uh, stay on the line. I've got a, I've got a little project for you. All right, we're going to have like to. I like this. I like this. I can't wait. 
We're going to, well, I'll, I'll connect you guys after the show. You guys can chat it up. We've got a line outside for the studio. So we're going to wrap things up. But uh, guys, thanks so much for listening. John, thanks so much for uh, for calling in. Where can we find you online? Where's your website? Uh, you can go to uh, hellionturbo.com, uh, Hellion Turbo Instagram, and Hellion Turbo on Facebook. Uh, check out images and uh, contact us any of those ways, and we'll uh, see what we can do to make some power. Excellent. Uh, you guys go. Uh, uh, go to our social media as well. If you go to Facebook and you go to um, a Car Cash Show, you can find a big photo gallery that Chris put up um, from SEMA. Um, I'll be posting mine as well up at Motorator. Um, you can follow uh, Goldberg. He's Goldberg and Goldberg Garage on Twitter and Goldberg95 and Goldberg's Garage on Instagram. And of course, all of my stuff is on uh, is at Motorator as well. And then, as I mentioned before, we've got our Motorator.com launched. You can go up there. You can read about all new parts, blog about it. And uh, if you want, you can kind of click through it and buy stuff as well. So, guys, definitely check that, check that out. John Uris from Helion Power Systems, thank you so much for calling in. Bill, thank you for calling in again. Uh, so many cool projects we got in the works. Uh, it's never ending. Um, uh, so uh, I'm excited to hear more and more about it. Um, so uh, until next time, for Bill and Chris in the in the studio there and myself, uh, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.